0: Hey there, Desi Crime fans. I'm your host, Arjan.
1: And I'm Ishwarya.
0: And welcome back to another episode of the Desi Crime podcast. This podcast is run by two 20-some-year-olds and supported by an amazing team at Lost Debate. When you contribute to our Patreon or share us with your friends, you too become a part of our team. So if you have the means, please contribute to our Patreon. And if you don't, please share our episodes and posts on your social media. Be a loyal Desi crew member. Go to patreon.com slash desicrime. We would like to thank our latest patrons, Kutsiya Alvi, Anonymous, Alicia and Kristen Menace. Thank you for showing your love. Your contributions truly help sustain this show.
1: How I'm looking? Beautiful? Sexy? Or hot? Mm.
0: How I'm looking, beautiful, sexy, or hot. One could have easily mistaken these words to be uttered by a Kim Kardashian, a Kendall Jenner, or some other young woman on Instagram seeking fame if it wasn't for the broken English. The broken English, how I'm looking, not how am I looking, hides a story much deeper and significant than a simple appeal for likes on social media. This minor grammatical difference underscores a world altogether different than that of TikTok stars. These words, as salacious and incorrectly framed as they may be, mark a struggle that one sees only if they read between the lines. These were the very words that gave a woman in Pakistan a new life, a life she had always desired. But the very same words were also responsible for snatching away that life from her. This is the story of that woman from Pakistan who simply yearned for a better life. This is the story of Kandil Baloch. the name Kandil baloch does that ring a bell
1: so aran i faintly remember like around high school ish time hearing the name pop up on social media a lot so it definitely rings a bell when you told me this was the case I sort of remember the name of this woman but no details, nothing other than that. So I have no idea what we're in for today.
0: That's probably correct because in 2016, Kandil Baloch was the most Google named in Pakistan. She was Pakistan's first social media celebrity, often compared to Kim Kardashian in her mannerisms. And so, I'm not surprised the viral shed of her virality found its way into your social feed. At one point or the other, the name Kandil Baloch has come up. But I'm sure many of you, just like us are able to recall someone who goes by that name but not quite put your tongue on who that name belongs to and why was it the most google name in pakistan in 2016 who is kandil baloch for that as always let's rewind our clocks back to march 1st 1990 when kandil baloch was born Kandil was born in the southern Punjab region of Pakistan. She grew up in a small town called Shah Saddardin with her eight siblings, six brothers, and two sisters. The family's patriarch was Muhammad Azim, along with his wife, Anwar Bibi. Now, even though it was a big household, their house was not so big. You see, Anwar and Azim barely made ends meet. Whatever little they had came from the meager farming they were able to muster each harvest cycle but it was never enough the family of 11 grew up on the brink of poverty but although their conditions were destitute the family stuck together the dera ghazi khan district of pakistani punjab where azim and his family lived wasn't the wealthiest region of pakistan and it most certainly wasn't the most progressive and liberal one Echoes of Kohistan, which is in the north of Pakistan, can be heard here. Even though the geographical climate are the stark opposites, Kohistan with its frigid hills and southern Punjab with its scorching fields, the cultural climate unfortunately is the same. You barely see any women on the streets. Men populate the shops and roads and parks and food stalls, and probably somewhere in a room are all the women labouring away at the day's household chores. To exemplify the extent to which women were suppressed in this region, here is an anecdote from a nearby village. Women in a particular village in that region aren't allowed to wear shoes or any kind of footwear outside their homes. Aishwarya, why do you think such a rule exists?
1: That's very interesting to me, Aran. Apart from it being another tool of repression, somehow I don't fully understand the logic of even how that would be a tool of repression, but I can't think of anything else other than that. It sounds absurd.
0: The unbelievable reality is that this is not just a tool of repression, but an insidious tactic. This region in Punjab becomes boiling hot during the summers and by forcing women to be barefoot outside their homes, the men ensure that a woman is always looking down to the ground, trying her best to keep her feet from melting. And in doing so, it guarantees that the woman will not make eye contact with any other man. There is subtle sexism and then there is blatant sexism like this.
1: I have never heard of that before. And I've heard of various ways in which women are repressed, oppressed across the world. But I have never heard of something that makes me feel the way this does. That's absolutely crazy.
0: But contrary to what you think I'm about to say, Kandil's family differs in this approach. Her mom, Anwar Bibi, understood the importance of educating her girls, not just her boys. Azim, their father, thought reading the Quran was sufficient for a girl and anything more than a single religious book is a preposterous demand. However, Bibi insisted and sent her girls to school to get a proper education. But money was sparse and growing up, Kandil had to work in the fields with a sickle and she never complained to do so. Ever since she was a child, alleviating her parents' poverty had been a driving force for this young girl. She was always ready to help out with the small things around the house, but that's not what she wanted. She wanted to make it big and bring her parents up the socio-economic ladder with her. But if she were to make it big, big in what? This is Deira Ghazi Khan district. Which industry, field or career could she possibly make it big in here? Making it big was too big a dream to have in the small town she came from. But the answer to this dilemma lay in the front of a new tenant in the Azim family household. Their brand new television. A television you say, a harmless little box, right? How did that solve Kandil's dilemma? Well, to us a TV might seem like an archaic farm implement, after all, Who watches TV in 2022? Clearly you don't because you're listening to a podcast and probably driving or walking or working out or eating food right now or maybe trying to go to sleep. But the television for most kids born in 90s and even 2000s was the only insight into an alternate life, an insight into the world outside your home. The three sisters loved watching television but had to sneak it past their father. Azim did not have a television, so his daughters had to go to their friend's house and catch a glimpse of the latest cricket match or Bollywood movie. But our star, the mom, Anwar Bibi, was the girl's advocate. She gave her son a few hundred rupees and told him to buy a TV for the house. Now the living room of the small house had a screen that captured Kandil's eyes. Kandil's sister recalls how she used to be glued to the television. And from that addiction to the glamorous lifestyles of celebrities and Saspi-Kabhi-Bahuthi-style soap operas was born Kandil's ultimate dream, to be successful on the silver screen. She wanted to become an actress and a singer. She wanted the fame and money that came with the celeb status. But dreaming big around people with small minds is dangerous. And before she knew it, her aspirations had caught wind of her parents' narrow-mindedness. Yes, Anwar used to fight for her daughters and Azeem on the whole was a rather accepting father for someone in that town, but they still were old people from a generation bygone. The notion that their own daughter would move to Islamabad or some other big city and act and sing in front of other men was reprehensible. Kandil's ambition had to be quenched. As is often the case, she was married off at the young age of 17. At 17, Kandil, who hadn't even completed her studies nor received the opportunity to go to university, was now shackled to a man she barely knew, let alone loved. This man was Anwar's cousin. At 17, Kandil was married off to her own relative against her will, although some accounts state that she readily accepted the marriage, but regardless, she was shipped off to her in-laws. There, within a year... Kandil was pregnant and gave birth to her first child. Now, this is usually the point in a woman's life when she loses all hope. Now she is married, she has a child, all those dreams and ambitions every woman has, at this stage seem too far. In fact, women more often than not feel guilty for chasing their own dreams, thinking they're sacrificing their family life for their life. Kandil's situation might have turned out to be similar until... The abuse began. In her own words, quote, My age wasn't old enough, I was merely 17. My education wasn't complete and I still had so much I wanted to do. My parents married me off to a despicable man. This man would torture me, beat me, burn off cigarettes on my neck. These people were so dangerous, unquote. Those last words are on tape accompanied with Kandil's tears. Simply put, she had had enough. Sometimes you need to hit rock bottom to start your journey upwards, and having cigarettes being burnt on your neck by your child's father is rock bottom if there was ever any. Kandil packed her stuff up and fled with her infant son to a woman's shelter in a nearby city called Multan. Kandil was completely cut off, socially and financially. While at the shelter, her baby boy got sick. The former housewife didn't have any money for milk or medicine. She feared if her son died on her watch, her ex-husband would kill her. And so, she offered the man she was forced to marry to keep his child. But he had a condition. Kandil, you will have to give up all custodial rights to this kid. Kandil said yes. To disown your own waris, your own blood, is frowned upon in Pakistan and understandably so. But nothing up to this point in her life was a consequence of her own volition. So if the first thing she did from her own free will required a bit of a sacrifice, who am I to judge her? Leaving her husband and child was perhaps Kandil's first step towards freedom. And though it came at a cost, she was one step closer to the life she dreamed of, the glitter, glamour and glory of the big city. And so she did it. One step closer to her dreams required quite a few steps away from her home in Punjab, almost 500 kilometers worth of steps more, all the way in Islamabad. Kandil began her life anew in the capital of Pakistan. For a second, let's go back to that clip you heard of Kandil in the beginning. That clip doesn't sound like the kind of Kandil I have described to you up to now.
1: How I'm looking. Beautiful,
0: sexy, or hot. Aishwarya, I want your input here. Let's be honest, bereft of any context, let me know your honest opinion of this clip of Kandil.
1: I don't think this is unseen on the internet these days, but every time we see it, it's obviously cringeworthy. I think that's the best way to describe it. Um, It's a seeking of attention. It's a cry for validation. And it doesn't reflect super well on women or men or young people who do this. But yeah.
0: You know, before I dove into this case, that was my response. This is so gauche and so cringe, right? I felt repulsed and wondered why? Why would you put out any of these salacious videos of yourself seeking other men's validation? But... That's what a superficial glance has to offer. A surface- level understanding of Kandil Baloch tells you nothing about Kandil Baloch, because Kandil Baloch was an act. From all we know about Kandil up to this point is that she's the victim of domestic abuse from a poor family who's given up everything to get a shot at a better life. What made her go from that to someone who was putting out videos on the internet asking men how hot she was in explicit clothing? That was all a mask. A mask worn by Fuzia Azim. Kandil Baloch was the stage name of Fuzia Azim. The woman I have described up to this point was Fuzia Azim. That's the real name of Kandil Baloch. Her new name came about when she went to Islamabad and started a new life. As many aspiring actors do, they find a name more memorable, and for what it's worth, Kandil Baloch is a name remembered by millions around the world, even today. What you and I, Aishwarya, view as cringe, the salaciousness, the sexiness, was simply her way out of the shackles imposed by society. And yes, I agree, that is counterintuitive, but let me tell you how exactly this came to be. How did this innocent girl from Punjab become Pakistan's version of Raki Savant or Kim Kardashian? Fuzia, here referred to as her preferred name Kandil, didn't strike big in the show biz at first. She ran away to Islamabad in 2009. She had no form of identification on her, no money, and no ties to her own family. So, for the first couple of years, Kandil worked at a bus company as a hostess, reciting prayers at the beginning of journeys and keeping passengers company. A job she did not move to the big city for. So, eventually, three years after running away, Kandil made contact with her father and rekindled that relationship. Azeem and Anwar Bibi were elated to have their daughter back. They provided her the necessary documents she required to get her national identification or Nadra card for hardcore Desi listeners who remember the Kohistan case. And this made it 10 times easier for her to find a place to stay, apply for auditions and get the kinds of jobs she wanted. And the kind of job she wanted finally came in 2013 in the form of an audition. An audition to what, you ask? An audition to a singing competition. And not just any singing competition, this was the Pakistani rendition of the Universal Idol franchisee, the Pakistani Idol. Her audition in 2013 became viral at a time when virality as a concept was just being introduced in South Asia. The only issue, is that it got viral for all the wrong reasons? I am now going to play a clip from her audition. Whatever you think about it, let me just say this. It is Kandil's eccentricities that made her lovable, and I find it adorable, hysterical, and cringe in equal amounts. So here you go. Wow. <laughs> okay. <clears throat>
1: लेकिन मैं थोड़ी सी नवीन नहीं देखो उत्तरैलिया वगैरह आ रही है लेकिन कुछ नहीं होता अच्छा okay. आपको और सुनाती हूँ जो आपने गाया है इसका,
0: What are your thoughts, Ashwarya?
1: Okay, for those of you who don't know, I have a weird obsession with watching Indian Idol and Pakistan Idol failed performances and failed auditions. And I myself can't sing to save my life. So I hate judging people who can't sing as well. But that's not good singing, if I am asked.
0: I think we can all agree that singing is not good. But that's precisely it, right? This audition for her blew up on the internet for all the wrong reasons. This was Kandil's first viral moment. And in that, she realized something influencers in 2022 strive for on a daily basis. In 2013, almost a decade ago, Kandil realized that to be successful, you merely had to be edgy and eccentric. The Pakistani Idol performance was a taste of fame she got from a rather shallow undertaking. And an interesting side note I came across while researching for this case is, you know, I, I know Kandil sounded pretty bad on that clip, right, I'm not going to defend that, but you know what, she's actually a pretty good singer overall. I'm not going to play a clip for all of you, because then this will become less Desi crime and more Desi Idol, but she actually does sing well. I found clips of her singing that, you know, her voice is pretty good. So, I was trying to understand why she sang so poorly on this show, and guess what? According to Kandil, the show was a setup. The show producers told her to act funny and be silly and sing badly, promising that hers will be the funniest clip and she will get some airtime. Kandil accepted the terms, and boy oh boy, did she get the airtime, right? Her next moment of virality followed soon after. She uploaded a Facebook video in which she is asking a man in a seductive voice, how I'm looking. Not how am I looking, how I'm looking. The man in the video was her manager and this was again all an act. Um, how I'm looking? Tell me how
1: I'm looking. Marvelous. Just marvelous?
0: Extraordinary. It's so Sexy. What? Sexy? Oh, but I know. Yes. But the broken English and the pretty girl seeking validation made whirlwinds on the internet and took Pakistan by storm. Much like the yaha pauri chal rahi trend that went viral on Instagram last year, people started impersonating how I'm looking phrase and made all kinds of satirical videos. But Kandil got what she wanted. The bus hostess who used to pamper a few dozen passengers was now a household name across Pakistan. And Kandil just kept pushing the envelope. Was she brazen? Yes. Was she salacious? Yes. Was she overly sexual? Absolutely. But was she hurting anybody? No. Her newer videos and pictures featured her in skimpy clothes, seductive hand gestures, pouting lips, things commonly visible on the internet nowadays but an absolute shocker back in the early 2010s, especially in Pakistan. Women had never had someone to look up to who owned her own sexuality. For centuries now, women's sexuality had been owned by their male counterparts, Finally, a woman broke through the shackles imposed upon her to be herself and a little more. Was Kandil the perfect idol? I don't think so. But she didn't have to be perfect, nor did she preach perfection. Take for example, in 2016, when Pakistan's Prime Minister denounced Valentine's Day, saying it is a Western construct and doesn't align with Pakistani values. Guess what she did? Uploaded a video in a short pink dress wishing all her followers a happy Valentine's Day. Her videos kept getting more controversial and the comment section kept getting more hateful. Quote, Randi, slut, I will kill you, images of guns, you're a disgrace, somebody should shoot you. Comments like these were all too common on her posts. She received an unbelievable amount of hate, but Kandil always deflected it. Because with the hate came tons of love. Pakistani women uploaded videos impersonating Kandil's style and dancing and singing and talking about their desires. There's a great saying pushing the envelope sort of implies that you're inside the envelope with everyone else, but you're trying to find the edges on the outsides. In being edgy, Kandil found the edges of the envelope that she kept pushing, and in doing so, she carried with her millions of Pakistani women that finally found their voice. But it didn't stop there. In probably her most viral video, Kandil is seen addressing the Pakistani cricket team right before an India-Pakistan match. In the video, Kandil says that she will strip tease if Pakistan wins the match against India, and she will say each cricketer's name out loud while stripping. Now I don't condone nor condemn that, but that video, who would have thought, <laughs> went ballistically viral. Kandil was now being invited on talk shows and news shows and reality shows to be a panelist or a guest. In 2015, she was in the top 10 most Google things in Pakistan. But in 2016, something happened that made her not the top 10 most Google things, but the single most Google thing in Pakistan. What was that one thing? It was an interview on a Pakistani news show with a mola a very famous Muslim cleric named Mufti Abdul Kavi. Mufti Kavi was a religious scholar serving as the head of the National Islamic Committee in Pakistan. He was a regular guest on TV shows because of his personable nature and humorous but sexist commentary. Mufti Kavi's first encounter with Kandil was through that television show where Kavi was invited to sort of guide Kandil about what's the right way about acting on social media and what is the Islamic way of properly acting that new segment went rather amicably surprisingly with mufti and kandil cracking jokes and having a spirited conversation but what happened right at the very end of that nationally televised conversation changed both their lives forever mufti offered to meet kandil the next time he was in karachi and she said quote inshallah khushnaseebi hogi hamari which means god willing it will be my pleasure Not soon after, in June 2016, they met in a hotel room in Karachi. Kandil, in her typical brazen style, was wearing a tight shirt and tight pants. She recorded her meeting with Mufti Kavi, took selfies, and uploaded them to Twitter. The pictures were not received well. In one of the pictures, for example, she is wearing the Mufti's holy hat and his hair are disheveled and in another video, the pious Mufti is caught asking her which cigarette would she like to smoke. I don't even have to say it, but this went viral unlike anything had in the past. 24-7 news cycle viral. Every news channel was covering the story, inquiring about the Mufti's intentions and Kandil's unholy gestures. Kandil even accused the Mufti of misbehaving behind closed doors. The Mufti's veil of purity and piety, whether or not he had misbehaved, had now been tarnished. He was suspended from his political party and removed as the cleric in the National Commission. For Kandil, however, the consequences were significantly more dire. The death threats she was used to receiving in the comments section now metastasized into midnight phone calls from random numbers. She asked for police security because she was scared. Her appeal was denied. Almost a month had passed and Kundil was living in fear. She held a press conference sharing with the world the death threats she was receiving. All this worsened when the world found out who she really was. Her passport pictures were leaked. Her name? Fuzia Azim. The media was unearthing everything about her past life, the life she so badly wanted to run away from. But stories about her ex-husband, her disowned child, flooded the news. She was a persona non grata, public enemy number one. So on 14th of July, almost a month after her pictures with Mufti, Kandil had had enough and decided to go back to her parents to spend Eid al-Fitr with them. At least with her family she would be safe. This time, however, she didn't return to that small house she grew up in. You see, all the money she had earned was spent on uplifting her parents, brothers and sisters out of poverty. They got a brand new house and were living a life they couldn't have dreamt of had it not been for their daughter. On the night of 15th July, Kandil was finally surrounded by her loved ones. They talked, celebrated Eid, ate food, and drank a glass of warm milk as was a ritual before sleeping, and then they all went to sleep. The sun had been out for quite a while when Anwar Bibi woke up the next morning on 16th July rather groggy. She got out of her bed and stumbled into the corridor and dropped unconscious. She didn't know what was happening to her. Maybe old age, but she had never experienced something like this. She headed into the kitchen to cook some food but couldn't see her daughter Kandil anywhere. She shouted her name a few times and eventually headed to her bedroom. Anwar Bibi opened her door only to find her daughter tucked away in the blanket fast asleep. She approached her daughter to wake her up, removed the blanket, and her shriveled brown skin turned pale white. Her daughter wasn't asleep. Her daughter was dead. Kandil Baloch was killed in cold blood on July 15th. If you think it took time to find the perpetrator, You're dead wrong, because the perpetrator wasn't hiding away. He was parading his kill. The perpetrator was none other than her brother, Mohammad Wasim, who was going around his town proclaiming that he had finally taken care of the issue, all the while being congratulated by others in town. Wasim killed her own sister for honour. His confession of the crime is on tape. After being arrested, he proudly announced that Kandil was a menace and especially after the Molana incident, she had brought too much shame to the family. She had to be killed. Kandil Baloch had come back home thinking that the house she had bought with her own money was a safe haven. Little did she know that her assassin was a rat residing in her own company in the form of her brother. The milk the family had had the night before was drugged with sedatives. Once everyone in the house was knocked unconscious, Wasim strangled his sister to death, believing that this would somehow restore honour, as if he had lost any honour in the first place. But Wasim's boisterous confession wasn't because he was crazy. No, it was because he knew he would walk away scot-free. Why? Because there was an un. Believable loophole in the Pakistani legal system. The Pakistani law states that if in a crime, the victim's family forgives the perpetrator, the perpetrator is relieved from his punishment. Get that, the only issue is that in an honour killing, more often than not, the victim's family are the very perpetrators of the crime. So in Kandil's case, her parents held the power to get their son out of jail.
1: I don't even know how a legal system can regress that much that a flaw like that is not obvious in a country with incredibly high rates of honor killing. There's obviously subtle sexism and then there is blatant sexism and then there is sexism so outrageous to me like this case that it's almost hysterical. How in the world is it okay for a family to forgive the murderers when it is the very family that commits the murder? That sounds like dark humor, I swear. But please tell me that Kandil's dad or at least mom didn't share the same convictions as her brother did.
0: In what is a rarity, Ashwara, Azim and Anwar Bibi did not forgive their son. In one interview, actually, Azim is asked what should be done with the perpetrators, and he responds, "Quote, they should be given the death penalty." End quote. Of the four men initially apprehended for organizing Kandil's murder, only Wasim was found guilty. There were talks that Mufti Kavi's involvement was there in her death, but all those claims were never substantiated, so I cannot comment on them. Kandil left a legacy of women's rights unlike any Pakistan had ever seen. She wasn't your typical female idol, and guess what, sometimes you have to be atypical and unorthodox and unconventional to get shit done. And Kandil got shit done in life and in death. Due to the international pandemonium around her death, the Pakistani government came under a firestorm from the press. The anti-honor killing bill was immediately amended and no longer allowed the victim's family to forgive the perpetrator if the murder was an honor killing. In one of her videos, Kandil said, If Kandil Baloch won't miss if I die, there is no other Kandil Baloch that can fit my shoes. You will all miss me. There indeed is no other Kandil Baloch, and indeed we shall miss her forever. But I will be misleading all of you if I said this case had a happy ending. Unfortunately, there is one final twist. Kandil's parents changed their mind in 2019 and forgave their son. They wrote a letter to the court asking him to be released, but thankfully by then the new law did not allow forgiveness by the victim's family if it was an honour killing. Why they changed their minds, God only knows. But phew, right? That was so close. Well, close but no cigar. Because in February 2022, just a few months ago, Wasim walked out of jail. His lawyer somehow proved to the court that Kandil's murder was just a regular murder, not an honour killing. And so the parents' forgiveness still counted under Pakistani penal code. How they proved it was not an honour killing, only the judge who accepted that nonsensical argument knows. From the confession tapes, it is mighty obvious to me at least that Wasim killed her for honour. He bloody well said so himself. But if Kandil was killed for honour, always remember this. She died with dignity and her honour intact. I will end this episode with a short clip from a song by one of my favourite artists, the Sweatshop Boys, a music duo featuring rapper Heemi and my idol Riz Ahmed. This song, called Aja, is their tribute to Kandil Baloch.